Welcome, all DC fanatics, to the DC Comics News Podcast, episode 134. I am your host for the episode. I'm Brad Flicky, and with me is the incomparable Steve J. Ray. How you doing, Steve? Or sometimes incomprehensible Steve J. Ray. <laughs> I'm, I'm very good, brother. Always a joy to shoot the DC breeze with Brad. Yes, and we are glad to have you on this week. We got some pretty cool Batman news, which uh, we all know you're such a Batman fan. Yeah, so let's jump right into the movie news. Uh, First up is that we got a trailer for the animated Injustice movie. What did you think of this trailer? Well, this um, animated movie seems to be making a film of both adapting the games and the comics well hey it's just a fantastic time to be an injustice fan the trailers setting out the story without giving too much away we see superman in conflict with batman superman in conflict with the joker the joker being his evil self i'm really really excited this could be the next big big dc animated movie how do you feel about it well, you know, I've gone on and on uh, <laughs> about how much I um, love the Injustice comics and the games. And this is just this looks right up with their uh, right up with those in, in quality. So I can't wait to see to see the results. This is of all the animated movies. This one is probably the one I've been most excited for uh, since, you know, maybe The Dark Knight Returns. So I as much as I loved, you know, Long Halloween, but this one uh, just holds a special place in my heart. So I love the trailer. I can't, uh, I can't wait to see it. And like you said, it didn't give away too, too much. So uh, it'll still leave fans who really aren't familiar with the story something really, really special to experience. So, yeah, absolutely love the, love the trailer. And up next, uh, we got a look at uh, Aquaman's uh, stealth suit for uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Uh, what do you think of this uh, new stealth costume? It's really cool, isn't it? I mean, a lot of people, I'm not one of them because I love the classic comic book looks and the way we always end up going back to them means something i mean you being the official style guru of dc comics news podcast will clearly have your own opinion but it's always cool when we get a different suit and a different take and that 80s suit particularly for me when it was drawn by alan davis um, was just a radical departure but made so much sales sense a stealth camouflage suit for being under the sea under the ocean and this new look that dark ocean blue the almost midnight blue in places and, and and blacks really does look cool on momoa he really sells that new look brilliantly so i want to see how they write it in and even if they don't hey it's great for the kids because that's one more action figure that they can add to their collection as well so yeah i love it and the fact they're basing it and and as a tribute to the old 80s um costume makes me happy it it makes my life look brighter through nostalgia tinted glasses but what do you make of it our style warrior yeah i i liked it i uh, and you know yeah it's gonna make a great action figure a great funko pop um and it doesn't make sense it looks like it would blend in well in um in the ocean uh and i did get the same kind of nostalgia f- that you did when i saw the picture and the story of that old 80s costume because to be honest like I, that had slipped my mind and i'd forgotten about it for so long until i saw that picture I was, oh yeah yeah that was you know that was that was another time where it was kind of, you know, really fun to be a, a DC fan, you know, in the post-crisis world and all those relaunches and, and you know, in, in that 80s period. So, yeah, that, that costume uh, brought back a lot of memories. And I also like the little picture we got of um, of him in, in, in the uh, standard costume that we've all come to know and love. Uh, yeah, I, I thought really that was... Really contrast, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's really cool that they are bringing that back and i like how they brought that in for the first movie that was something that i wasn't expecting so it was kind of cool to see that costume again uh, as well so uh yeah you know this is probably going to be you know one of those times when we're going to have an aquaman story uh for almost every week here leading up to next year so keep it uh, keep it coming i want more uh, pictures and trailers and and maybe we'll get that of some sort and it's fandom 
and also who gets a new look in uh, Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom, is Orm. Uh, what do you think of uh, what think of his look? Honestly, I'm at a loss for words. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> he looks disheveled, lost, like he's been exiled, like he's really been through a war, not just physically, but um, psychologically, like losing the throne, losing the kingdom has broken him. I, I think he looks fantastic. It's great that it's brilliantly written where in the first Aquaman movie, Orm was the main villain, and, and rightly so. But throughout his four or five appearances over the course of the first film, Black Manta became more and more and more of a credible threat. And now he's taking center stage in the second movie. But if they do a similar story with Orm fighting back and making his way back to Atlantis and have him as a little subplot developing to bring him back as the villain in the third film, it could be some really great cyclical, um, well-imagined, well-written storytelling. And if that's what they're going to do, then this new look makes perfect sense. And like you say, just has me even more excited for this sequel. Um, I loved Aquaman. Give me more, just like you said. What did you make of it? Yeah, I, I was kind of, you know, great minds because I was kind of thinking the same thing. Like, we, you know, we get these little glimpses. It, it leaves us to a lot of speculation and what it could mean that he's in the desert and looking so disheveled. And I think that that would be a great subplot, him making his way back. Because uh, I, I think it's safe to say that we'll, we will be getting a third. Aquaman movie. I, th- I think that the second one will do well enough. Uh, people, you know, love Jason Momoa in the role, and they love the first one. So, I, I think a third one is a safe bet. So, I, I, I kind of like that idea of this being a subplot uh, of him finding his way back to the ocean because it looks like he, you know, he's in the desert. You know, it looks. I, I, and I think even the article brought this up that he looks kind of like uh, Tom Hanks in Castaway. And this is a guy who was the ocean yeah. master. So how mm-hmm. far away from where you where you ruled is the desert? I mean, you could not be more opposite. And to see a character fight back from that would be, even if he's a villain, I think that's it's an amazing subplot. So, yeah, I, yeah, this is just stoking my enthusiasm for this uh, for this next Aquaman movie. And speaking of being excited, uh, we got a little more news on the Black Canary movie. Uh, what was your take on this? Well, for starters, I love the actress. I think Jenny Smollett is fantastic. I'm still devastated we're not going to be getting a second season of Lovecraft Country because she absolutely killed it in that show. But we're getting her back as Black Canary in her own film. What's there not to be happy about? And the fact that she has now announced this herself. This is off her Twitter. This isn't a rumor or speculation. Things that are being said from sources um, reliable or non so. This is directly from Jeanette herself. And she's even said that her partner in crime writer, Misha Green, is on board too. So fantastic. I want to sonic scream my joy to the world. What do you make of it? Yeah, I, I'm excited about this because I think when we talked about this the first time, I I, I kind of went the route of I'll believe it when I see it because this is so, you know, just announced. So I don't want to get my hopes up, but this is definitely something that makes it more concrete. And her her tweet is so enthusiastic and so, uh, man, she's so into this. So and I love that, too. Is something you know something else that's really important in superhero movies is when the star and the director are really big fans of the character and they know you know and they know the character in and out and her enthusiasm is uh is very exciting because i think that this is going to make the project that much better and you know uh, i'm bummed too that we're not getting a second lovecraft country but if it means a Black Canary movie sooner, it's uh, I guess it's a sacrifice we will have to live with. But, yeah, I'm really excited to see this this come together. And moving on to our next bit of movie news, uh, James Gunn has hinted that a certain character may have survived the Suicide Squad. What was your take on this? Once again, 
Um, and not like I really needed an excuse. Uh, seeing this story a couple of days back prompted me to rewatch the film. And lo and behold, absolutely, when everyone else has been written off as dead, his life signs are still going. Now, let's remember his arms got shot up, but they were separated from at the time. And so even though he controls them sonically, even though he controls them remotely, they're still part of him. So him writhing around in agony was him feeling his arms being shot up, but he can survive that. His arms can be reattached and possibly heal in time. So, hey, if that means more Nathan Fillion, how can that be a bad thing? It's Nathan freaking Fillion. I was just devastated he wasn't in the film for longer than he was. But what he was in, he ruled. I mean, that scene with his arms ineffectually slapping and gouging at those soldiers was just absolute comedy gold. Give me TDK. I want TDK and I want him now. Awesome. Please let him be alive. If he makes an appearance in the Peacemaker show, I will be a happy, happy fan. What do you think, Brad? You know, I think that if I was a betting man at this point with him dropping those hints, uh, I would bet that we will get to see him in some capacity in uh, the Peacemaker show. And I would love that. Like you said, the world needs more Nathan Fillion. Uh, he's kind of a guy that no, I've never heard anybody say they don't like, you know, so um and he's another one that has a good spirit on set, good spirit around fans. So, yeah, the more he wants to be involved, uh, I say let him. Uh, and and you're right. You know, you saw the life signs did not go, you know, not go flatlined. And I don't think that was an accident for sure. So I, I do think that uh, we might be seeing more of this character, and I'm all for it. And moving on to another character we may see more of, or I should say an actor playing a character we might uh, get to see more of. Uh, Leslie Grace has addressed some rumors about J.K. Simmons coming back as Gordon in uh, the Batgirl movie. Uh, What was your take on this? Does she not just come across as the sweetest lady ever? Her enthusiasm. Her passion, her respect for the veteran actor just shines through in this interview. When she comes out with stuff like, I can learn so much from JK or please play my dad. That just makes me think, Dan, if this guy comes back as Jim Gordon, their on-screen screen chemistry, their, the acting they'll, they'll produce together will elevate this film. And that's anything we want as a fan, isn't it? To have two actors who feed off each other who want to deliver more about just give us a better Batgirl movie and with the announcement that we're going to get a Black Canary movie as well could we be getting the often uh, put aside and forgotten Gotham City Sirens movie where we see a real Birds of Prey with Barbara Gordon and Black Canary I mean the possibilities are endless and with J.K. Simmons a wonderful actor who did a decent job in the few minutes he was Jim Gordon in the films we've seen him in Again, like you famously say, Mr. Felicki, it's a great time to be a DC fan. I'm on board. What about you? Yeah. um, But not only does she want him to come back, but he's, you know, he has made comments that he would he would like to come back and you know that he was really happy to see that Zack Snyder got to see his vision finally on screen. Uh, So if if. Leslie Grace is down for it, and J.K. Simmons is, I say, make it happen. Uh, And not only does, you know, does he bring a certain kind of, um, I mean, he's got such a great reputation as an actor that uh, having his name attached is definitely uh, a good thing for the film. Uh, as well as it's having Leslie Grace's name because she is really up and coming at this point. Um, you know, musicals aren't necessarily my cup of tea, but I thought she did a, a great job in in the I'm Heights. I'm with you. I don't like them either. So I'm with yeah. you on that one. And, you know, she was she was in my mind one of the you know better things about that movie. So yeah, I I love the fact that um, they could both share share screen time, have great chemistry. And also, it's it's 
a little more of having that Snyderverse that so many people want. Even if it never really comes to fruition, we're still getting uh, the Gordon from uh, the Snyderverse. And I think that's kind of a cool thing, too. So, yeah, I, I, I hope this happens. And speaking of other people that Leslie Grace would like to work with in the Batgirl movie, uh, she would love to share some time with uh, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. Now, how cool would that be? I mean, again, it's like these stories, good old uh, Josh for putting this list together, they flow into each other. Again, the one thing missing that several fans complained about from the first Birds of Prey movie, which I loved, was Batgirl. And the way that, again, people like uh, Margot Robbie have been backing up and singing uh, Leslie Grace's praises and saying that she's going to make a fantastic Batgirl means that, come on, it has to happen. We need this to happen. The two of them together in one film, two of the best young stars in Hollywood today. I mean, it's almost hard to imagine anyone else being Harley now. And having her on the same screen as a bright, vibrant, energetic, enthusiastic new Batgirl, it's a no-brainer. I mean, everybody wins. Box office, fans, Warner Brothers, everybody wins. I'm on board. What do you make of it? Yeah, everything you just said. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, people love her as Harley Quinn. Uh, she, you know, it, it almost defines the character at this point almost because there are so many uh, other really great versions of the character out there right now, whether it's in the comics or the incredible animated series that we will be talking about in a little bit. Um, yeah, but I mean, her her portrayal is so iconic that she really lives in the role and she loves playing the role. So once again, if she's willing to do it, why would you not? So I, yeah, I, I, would, I would love to see to see that happen. And like you said, too, maybe it would uh, lead to that uh, ever elusive uh, Gotham City Sirens movie that we have not been lucky enough to get yet. So, yeah, whatever makes that closer to happen, too, I'm all for it. So, yeah, come on, Margot Robbie. Uh, come on over to uh, to the Batgirl movie. And in our uh, last bit of uh Movie news. Uh, Jeffrey Wright has come out and said that uh, the Gotham in the Batman will be like any other Gotham we've seen. Uh, so, Steve, as someone who has seen so many versions of Gotham City, uh, what do you think of this? One line from this interview really stood out where he says that this is a version of Gotham City where and you living there will probably get more out of this as well. This is a Gotham City where if you squint at the right part of New York, just right, you'll think, yeah, I see that. So I'm sensing a, a, a piece of hyper realism. We're going to get something that's so now, so real, so New York, but through that comic book lens that, again, it just has me really excited. I mean, if you look at like we spoke last week about the box set of stories that they're going to be using yeah. that they're releasing yeah. to tie in with this movie ego year one the long halloween arguably some of the most real depictions of batman and his city ever portrayed in comics but with that slight psychological edge jeffrey wright's an amazing actor and if he's seen stuff like this in the script if he's seen stuff like this while making the film then viewers are without a shadow of a doubt, going to get a Gotham City they've never seen before, but one that will make so much more sense than any we've seen before. So again, um, where do I sign? What do you think, Brad? I cannot wait to see this movie. Uh, you know, we keep hearing, you know, all, all the actors come out and saying, oh, this is going to be like no Batman you've ever seen. Uh, no, you know, now you're saying it's going to going to be like no other Gotham you've seen and um we we covered it a little bit but the um they apparently they showed uh pre-screening of of the films that exist now and somebody described it as a horror movie so 
given the fact that we've seen so many different versions of Batman, and that includes, you know, like you were saying, like this could be a hyper real Batman, but in in a way, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy tried to be that as well and succeeded. So if it's going to be different than that, uh, I, I just I, I can't wait to see how they mix, like you said, that comic book lens with that gritty New York realism in this new Gotham City and. Yeah, I I am so so excited for this movie. I cannot wait uh, until March. And that wraps up our movie news. Uh, we're going to take a quick break to hear from some sponsors and pay some bills. So uh, stick around, guys. And we'll be right back. This is Seth Singleton from DC Comics News, here to tell you about the Spinner Rack. Each and every week. DC Comics publishes so many great books, it can be hard to decide where to invest your time and money. And that's where the Spinner Rack comes in. The Spinner Rack is my honest attempt to rate, review, score the top five books from DC Comics each and every week. How can you listen? It's easy. All you have to do is go to your favorite platform, subscribe to DC Comics News Podcasts, and wait for the new episode to load up. Join me each and every week as I sift through the best from DC Comics and pick my top five books. Can't wait to share them with you and to hear your scores when you share them with us right here on the DC Comics News Podcast. Hello, listeners. This is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher. First, there was the DC Comics News Podcast. Then came the Spinner Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I am the Knight. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones. I am the Knight. Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Mad Book. A Harley Quinn cast. Three, two, one. Harley Quinn? Harley f***ing Quinn? What have we learned from this crazy show? Making bat shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh, look, Ogre. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and bat them, nerds. I definitely do not f*** bats. In need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't f*** with Lois Lane. For f***'s sake. I'm a damn good cop. A lot of lasers. Mmm. Educational and informative. The DC Comics News Podcast Network presents Mad Love, the Harley Quinn cast. <laughs> Back to you, Seth. So, tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there. Or not. That's really up to all of you. Fuckers. Picture this, someone who knows nothing about comics. Someone who knows comics from movies, TV, and video games. A complete ultra-comics nerd. You pick the character you want us to talk about. You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by fans. For fans. Making new fans. Superheroes. Or dummies. Part of the Comics in Motion Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? I am Kelly Gaines for DC Comics News. I am Tony Hasty for this show. And we are here to introduce our new show, DCN After Dark. This is the late night talk show for all of the wild ideas, fascinating concepts, and scandalous tales straight from the DC Universe. 
We are not going to hold any punches. We are going to give all of our opinions straight off the dome, and sometimes we'll be writing it down. It is not for the faint of heart. It is not for the sensitive ears. It is not for any children. Viewer discretion is going to be advised because we are going to be swearing a lot. Yes. Yeah. And possibly, maybe by episode five, getting to our hundredth joke. (laughs) (laughs) Here's hoping. We're going to have guests on this show. We're going to be guests on other shows, but we're not going to finish this sentence. <laughs> off, the t- off the cuff. Let's go. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. Anything off, you want. Anything you cuff. want. Scooby-Doo would be a better detective than Jim Gordon. There you go. That's, that is what this whole show is about. That's what the show is about. We're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about stuff like that. Should we have seen more of the bat? Go. No, no one had to see more of the bat. No, I didn't want God damn it. Look, all right. We're going to Scooby-Doo, DCN After Dark. Check us out. Watch us without your kids. And if you are a kid, you shouldn't have even seen this promo. Drink recipes, content creation, reviews, unsolicited advice, and very inappropriate jokes. Yes. And a Santa, uh, an un- unseasonable Santa hat. Accepted season, whatever. Check us out. <laughs> Not getting rid of the Santa hat. <laughs> Available exclusively on YouTube. And welcome back to the DC Comics News Podcast, episode 134. Uh, Steve J. Ray and uh, I, your host, Brad Flicky, have already talked some movie news, and now we are going to move on to some TV and streaming. Uh, now, it looks like we got a trailer for the Aquaman King of Atlantis animated uh, trilogy. Uh, what would you make of this? Oh, dear. Um, well, while I like some of the humor, honestly, I can't st- and the look of this it making me cringe in the same way that the latest um thundercats did i'm thinking they're doing so brilliant with the movie and james one is behind this animated series i just think for me it's like i loved the teen titans animated series i cannot stand teen titans go and this has given me that same vibe but while it's not for me what i will say is this will get kids watching. This is funny. This is dynamic. It's vibrant. It's colourful. This can draw in new fans. So let the old fusspots like myself sit down, let the kids enjoy it, and let's get some new Aquaman fans on board. And for that reason, I can live with it. But I will say, oh, no, this is not my cup of tea. But I will give it a try because I'm not that close-minded. But, um, yeah, um, something about this whole look just uh, rubbed me up the wrong way. I, d- I don't know what it is. Maybe I need to watch it a couple of times more. But I don't know. Brad, what did you make of it? Yeah, I definitely got... Uh... Teen Titans Go and Thundercats um, feel from it. Uh, yeah, you know, at some time, at some point, yeah, you know, some of the humor was okay, and I and I think that that's going to be a help for parents when they watch this with their kid that they'll get a little something out of it too, which I can appreciate. But at some point, I think that um, we, I'm okay to take a step away being an adult fan and let, okay, let this get kids on board because it's going to be the new fans that are going to carry this stuff on, you know? So whatever can help us get, get fans at a young age, uh, you know, I'm all for it. And yeah, I mean, I, it's not at the top of my list, but I will probably check this out just to see, um, just see what it's all about. Uh, I I did get kind of a kick out of the Teen Titans go to the movies. Uh, never really watched the series, but I did see the movies, and I, I I got I got a few chuckles out of that. So yeah, so we'll see. I guess like you said, uh, uh, not necessarily my thing, but I will give it uh, give it a chance, and uh, glad that it's something that can get kids into get into the character. And the, moving gears to a series that's definitely not aimed for kids and is something that is dear to our hearts. Uh, the Harley Quinn animated series wins the 
Hollywood Critics Association's Best Animated Series. Uh, what do you think of this? Well, Dan, there is justice in the world. You love this show. I love this show. Seth, Kendra Kelly, Josh love this show. Why? Because it's a work of genius. It's irreverent. It's wacky. It's crazy. It's evil. It's violent. It's hilarious. But it's full of character. And beneath all the chaos, there's some amazing acting, some amazing storytelling and some real deep i mean the amount of times we've gone so philosophical it's frightening watching this show which is so full of swears and violence that it's crazy it needed to win this award it deserved to win this award and i am so happy that it did i am loving the bang love kill tour comic book that follows on between seasons two and three and i am counting the seconds for this show to return i cannot wait well done everyone involved kaylee kuoko all the co-stars the directors the writers bring me harley season three and bring it to me now brad yeah this show does not get the i don't want to say respect but it doesn't get the attention maybe that it deserves and i know that it's it, that that there's so many different streaming services and so many options of shows that you can watch that it, it it's harder these days to scream and be heard but this show deserves these awards so much it deserves to be watched and loved the voice cast is incredible the writing is uh, easily the best in animation these days, uh, I, I think. I mean, I think that it's even better than some of the heavy hitters like Bob's Burgers. I, I, mean, I just think the writing is just so good. So, you know, the more awards this wins, the happier I am. Because not only that, so we know we're getting a third season, but I want to think ahead to like a fourth and a fifth season. And if it wins these awards, Hell it's, yeah. it's more likely to be renewed and things like that. So whatever keeps this train going uh I, i'm all for it and it's so well deserved so cast crew uh animators everybody involved pat yourself on the back because it was it's it's very well very very well deserved and moving on to uh what brought us here in the first place comic book news uh mark wade has tweeted about a upcoming mature superman series uh, that he's working on with uh, Brian Hitch. Uh, what about this, Steve? Do you think he'll be reading this? He's in so much trouble with his editors right now. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I'm <thinking> the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> but listen, Mark Wade, um, come on, two words. Kingdom come. This man can write. And we know he can write great DC with a mature audience in mind just from Kingdom Come. I mean, not forgetting all the other great stuff he's written. I mean, this is guy's one of the most respected and loved comics writers in the business, and rightfully so. A mature Superman project, black label, prestige plus format, that big, almost square, gorgeous, glossy, brilliantly written, brilliantly produced black label format. Come on. Um, if anyone who's a Superman fan or not isn't excited by the fact it's Black Label and Mark Wade, hey, and the art team as well. Come on, these guys worked together before and they are a class act. Again, once again, I need a lottery win. DC, take my money gladly. Um, give me these comics. I want to read them, please. What about you, Brad? Yeah, man, you are absolutely right. Mark Wade is one of the best in the business. And, you know, maybe I haven't been paying attention in the right circles, but in a lot of ways, he's he's been low profile over the past, you know, few years. So it's good to see see his name pop up on our news stories. And, yeah, um, I'm, I'm curious if uh, this will tie in in some way with Kingdom Come, because Kingdom Come uh, – it's up there with DC's iconic comic stories, and it's really had, you know, an effect on DC Comics since then, in a way. Um, a lot of stuff that happened in the JSA comics and things like that. So I'd be curious if it's connected in somehow, but if it's not, uh, it's not. I just, uh, I want to see what he would do with the Black Label title. And really, 
I'm not saying that I can't critically think <laughs> and say something's better than nothing or something's better than something else. But man, when that has that black label sign on the cover, it's almost a guaranteed buy from yeah, me. So exactly, uh, I, yeah. So I'll be I'll be picking this up for sure. And and yeah, and I love that big format series. Um, just looking back at the beautiful books that have come out in that format, you know, Batman Damned and uh, uh, other history of the DC universe. Uh, Harley, Joker, criminal, you know, insanity, things like that. I mean, the, the books that they've already produced have been great. So this could go right up there with those. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this. And the next story is, I'm sure, something that uh, you are really, really excited about. Uh, and at this point where we're recording this, you might have even had a chance to read this, but we got a trailer for Batman the the World graphic novel. Uh so as our resident Batman expert, uh, what was your takeaway? Oh, um, I'm dying to read it. And I've even oh, spoken it. to, oh, okay. oh, I haven't. No, no, no. Um, I've got it. It's in the folder, but it, it's, it's finding the time. I've had a crazy weekend, oh, but okay. I'm going to try and get okay. to it tomorrow. But um, I've already spoken to some uh, friends and, and uh, acquaintances in, in Spain, in, in the motherland, because I need the Spanish version, I need that cover with Batman atop the big black ball, which you will see if you travel through Spain, littered around the countryside, all over the country, from north to south, east to west. That big black, big black ball is something you'll see on mountainsides and hilltops all over the country. And that cover, which is simple and beautiful in simplicity, with Batman sitting on top of that ball. And if you zoom in, he's literally just looking at his phone, and drinking coffee out of a styrofoam cup. It's just one of the best Batman images I've ever seen. And I need that version. I need a Spanish version to sit in my shelf with my Spanish version of Batman 89 and some of my other rare Batman comics I've got in my in my mother tongue. I need that book. And I also need it in English. I need it in every other language in the world. And I want to read it. And it just, I mean, the whole premise, Brad, I thought it was just an anthology told by 14 different um, creative teams from around the world. But looking at it, um, it's one story of Batman fighting a global threat. And each chapter is in a different country as he follows the clues or follows the adventure. And that just makes it even more exciting and makes me think that Katie Kubert, the editor, is some kind of genius who must have gone through logistical hell coordinating this story to work as one story and maybe the Brian Azzarello story, which is the, the, the American story, is like a framing sequence that links it all together. I'm not sure, but I cannot wait to read it. I will be buying it, even though I've got a digital copy, because it just sounds amazing. And I cannot wait to get my hands on a Spanish copy, too. And people from around the world, if they've done a version in your country, some of those covers are just to die for. So, yeah, this book is on my must-have list. What about you, Brad? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and I felt like you did. I didn't realize that it was going to be a continuous story. I just I love that idea so much. And I can't wait to see what these different writers and artists bring to the character. And it just goes to show how beloved Batman is throughout the world. Uh, I mean, the world, you know, you can just never get enough Batman. And I've always said and this is a hill i will die on that there is nothing quite like a well-told batman story when it comes to superhero comics there's nothing else like it and it's probably the best experience you're going to get in superhero fiction is a well-told batman story and this one looks like it could be that i yeah i can't wait uh this is on the top of my list for this week so i i think it does come out this week when we're recording this so yeah this is this is something that I've been really waiting for and excited for. So yeah, I can't wait to uh, I can't wait to get my hands on it and uh, and read it. We'll have to uh, we'll have to compare notes. <laughs> and now we're moving on to some other news, uh, and we're continuing on in the Batman theme. Uh, Batman: The Audio Adventures podcast gets a poster and a release date. Uh, so what, uh, what was your takeaway from this, Steve? Well, definitely need to compare notes on Batman the World, and we definitely need to compare notes on this, because as we've frequently said, brother, audio dramas are something that we both adore. 
And this one just sounds like it's going to be a runaway winner, a rip-roaring success. I just wish I had HBO Max. Um, I'm probably going to hear this weeks or months after everybody else, unless I can pray, beg and borrow to Warner UK to let me have a, a, a preview copy like they, they've very kindly done with some of the recent movie and TV releases. Maybe I will get it, even though I don't have HBO Max. And if I do, that's something else you and I need to compare notes on, because this is it's it's almost made for us, isn't it? I mean, what yeah. do you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the cast alone is is incredible. Uh Back to Jeffrey Wright again as Batman, Rosario Dawson as Catwoman, John Leguizamo as the Riddler, uh, and it's going to be written by uh, Des McNichols, and, you know, and we're getting Chris Parnell, Melissa Villasenor, Seth, I mean, this is like a, it's kind of funny, this is almost like a who's who uh, of Saturday Night Live over the last few it years. It really is. And, and of course, if it's got Alan Tudyk, you, you, I mean, that's that's all you need, but I mean, like, Fred Armisen, Tim Meadows, Paul Shear, Brooke Shields, Heidi Gardner, who was in Saturday Night Live, Bobby, Bobby Moynihan, Keaton Thompson, Jason Sudeikis. I mean, this, the, the list goes on. So, yeah, we've got to make sure that you uh, get to hear this as soon as possible. This is this is going to be a lot of fun. And, yeah, I, I think that you're really going to love it as being such a, a fan of audio dramas. So, yeah, this, is, this has got Steve J. Ray's name written all over it. So, yeah, we've got to make sure you hear it. Podcasts and audio dramas keep me sane on the commute. Without them, yeah. I would be even more loony than I already yeah. am. And that's a terrifying thought. Keep that in your minds, listeners. Imagine me more loony than I already am. That's all I have to say. Oh, man. Yeah. And uh, another, and this is another story that I'm sure you have a lot to say. Uh, DC has announced plans for Batman Day 2021. Uh, what are you looking forward to most? Um, being broke for the rest of my life. <laughs> I mean, come on. This list is just insane. I mean, we've already talked about Batman the World. I'm buying two copies, an, Eng- an American or English copy and the Spanish copy. That's part one. Look at this stuff. And not just comics. It's just a celebration. I mean, every year, I mean, I don't know if anyone does read my tweets, I've said that people celebrate birthdays, anniversaries, religious festivals, holidays. Um, but for a comics fan, and like you quite rightly said just a few moments ago, there's nothing quite like a well-told Batman story. Comics fans celebrate Batman Day. Why? Well, guys, we're not going to tell you all of it. We're just going to give you some, some of the clues about some of the things that are on here. But look at the list of goodies that you can get Next week, I don't know when this shows out, but when we're recording this, Batman Day is a few days away, and you will think, well, damn, am I glad to be a DC fan? Am I glad to be a Batman fan? Because the list is something of beauty. I mean, Brad, tell the listeners what else is on this list that has got us so hyped. Okay, well, first of all, we're getting that, you know, the the Batman Audio Adventures podcast that we just talked about. That is going to debut uh, here in America on September 18th. Uh, so every episode day, so. in one hit, listeners. Every episode in one hit. Yep, yep, which is great. And we're also getting a reprint of the Batman Fortnite zero point number one, which was such a hit with fans. Uh, you know, people kind of I, I wrote that off before it came out, but once it came out, I think people really loved it even more than just Fortnite fans. I think there were a lot of Batman fans that were that were surprised about how good it was. And in fact today I just picked up my cover of the heart the, my copy of the hardcover collection of the series. So I'm looking forward to revisiting it's gorgeous. that. It's a lovely Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't this this made me feel old that I don't know what FaZe Clan is. Uh, it says here it's the leading digital lifestyle and media platform rooted in gaming and youth culture. Well, they're going to release a comic uh, book with DC on September 24th. So that will be coming soon after uh, with a lot of the FaZe Clan members who I'm not <laughs> not familiar with, but FaZe Banks, FaZe Apex, uh, yeah, and the list goes on. Uh, and uh so you have that to look forward to. There's going to be some merchandise like esports jerseys, tees, and hoodies. So that'll be cool. And we're also getting um, 
a special little update on the BatTech app. Uh, it will feature a special edition of the first issue also of the Batman Nightwatch BatTech limited series, which I'm curious about because I have uh, I'm not read. So I'm, I'm me personally, I'm kind of looking forward to that. And of course, we're getting the the ongoing Fear State event, which has uh, turned out to be really, really something cool. Uh, I don't know how you're liking it, but so far I'm 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 digging it. And something that we talked about on the podcast, too, is that uh, Webtoon Entertainment uh, is going to uh, release the DC Universe Batman Wayne Family Adventures. So, so uh, yeah, good. Have you read any? Yeah, no, I have not oh, yet. Good? Oh, yeah. read it. It's awesome. Yeah. It's so funny. Nice. It's nice. great. World's uh, most okay dad. That's all I'm going to say about Bruce Wayne's mug. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and with that, that wraps up a, another episode of DC Comics News uh, Podcast. But before we go, uh, Steve, I'm always curious when it's you and I on and uh, we get to the news stories pretty fast. Uh, what have you been uh, reading or watching in the DC world these days? Um, so much. I, I recently reread um, Batman Universe because, hey, why not? Um, I just wanted to, and I'm glad I did because it's, it's, it's wonderful. But I did want to touch on Batman Day as well because obviously you and I are both so into the uh, scripted podcasts, but the fact that they've announced a prequel comic book to go with the podcast as well has got me really excited because yeah. you and I both love when things tie in, when you would get a, a comic tie into a movie or a movie tie into a comic or a animated movie based on a video game that was also a comic. So stuff like that really has me excited. I really yeah. can't wait. And it's going to, and it's a big one too. It's 80 pages. So yeah. that's going to be, that's something definitely oh, to definitely look forward exciting, to. Very exciting. But I'm going through a vintage Batman phase. I also reread the untold legend of the Batman this week for some baffling oh, reason. Um, strange apparitions, the original um, Steve Englehart, Marshall Rogers story and the sequel, Dark Detective, because I'm just getting a real kick out of pulling out my long boxes and reading some classic stuff. I don't know what it is. I've just been reading some old, old favourites this week. But I, I'm so glad you asked. But with Batman Day coming, that's probably the reason. Um, with so much cool new stuff, I just wanted to revisit some of the stuff that made me a fan in the first place. So that, that's been my journey the last couple of weeks. What have you been up to? Yeah, I've been reading, rereading some newer stuff, though. Um, I uh, just started again rereading the Zero Point and also revisiting the Harley Joker Criminal Sanity uh, hardcover as well, which is a beautiful addition. Uh, and I, I enjoyed the first issue of Black Manta and uh, the second issue of Blue and Gold was was a lot of fun i always love seeing booster gold blue beetle team up and there was uh, some kind of interesting surprises in the last episode of infinite frontier so there's a lot uh, yeah there's there is a lot going on as far as watching i'm really enjoying the uh second season of stargirl and the third oh, season yeah. of titans that's uh, what, what i've been watching dc wise and can't wait until just a few days from when we're recording this uh, that we'll get to see why the last man here oh, in the states so i can't wait for that yeah yeah oh man yeah i'm so excited for that so yeah that's been that's been what i've been uh reading and watching in the dc uh, in the dc world so all right guys that will uh, bring us to the close of another episode of uh, dc comics news podcast but before we go steve where can people find you on the internet and what have you i'm everywhere <laughs> it feels that way it really does if you want to read my work and if, if you're feeling like i'm having a, a laugh or getting some strange totally useless but fun information just type steve j ray or fantastic universes into your search engine of choice and that'll take you to my news reviews and interviews on dc comics news dark knight news fantastic universes and cbr but if you want to talk to me i love a chat about 
anything nerdy and geeky and wonderful on Twitter, just tweet at lstevo, E-L underscore S-T-E-E-V-O. Of course, most weeks I can be found on this show with Brad, with Seth, with Kendra, with Kelly, our brothers and sisters in arms. Um, we're going to be looking at doing the finale of the Mad Love Harley Quinn cast soon. That's going to be great of jumping back into that crazy show with my uh, colleagues and compatriots. And also, of course, on I Am The Night with my offspring Adam as we talk every week about Batman the Animated Series but apart from that um, just just seek me out and talk to me what about you Bradster where can the world find you and your fine eye uh, you can find me on uh, DC writing news and reviews I should say on dccomicsnews.com you can find me on the Harley Quinn Madla podcast part of the amazing DC Comics News Podcast Network and you can follow me on Twitter at FlickyB1 and be sure to uh, like and subscribe to this podcast and all the other podcasts on the DC Comics News Podcast Network uh, like Steve mentioned the I Am The Night uh, we have uh, the Spinner Act hosted by uh, Seth Singleton uh, which goes over like five of the best DC uh, comics of that week so be sure to check those out wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, wherever you wherever you may want to listen, you'll find us. And with that, we always like to end the episode with saying something that everybody should be doing, and that is to read more comics. All right. Until next week, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>